I'm Beethoven's final movement, Stephen Penn. And I'm Beethoven's bowel movement, <laughs> Dylan Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. You weren't expecting that, were you? No. <laughs> oh, my God. That's like I it. thought you were going to do a classical movement. Well, I'm sure it was at one point. Oh, my God. <laughs> <sighs> anyway. This is Closet Talks. The podcast where we sit somewhere near a closet. <laughs> oh, she got the giggles today. Oh, no. Uh, we sit uh, somewhere near a closet and talk about whatever we want to because it's our podcast and not yours. But <laughs> you're back. Ha! We're back. We are. Um, after like the dinosaurs. a very large hiatus. Uh, yeah. Do you remember that movie, We're Back? That's what I was talking about. Yeah. Where they're in New York City randomly. And yeah. Do you remember the female um, pterodactyl that says like something really racy? Oh, no. I don't know. It always like stuck with me whenever like, I think the T-Rex's name was Rex, I think. Yes. And he did something like. I don't know, masculine. And like the tear doctor was like, oh, Rex, you made me lay an egg. And I was oh, like, ew. Yeah. <laughs> That's not how that I works. I was like, ew, <laughs> gross. I I, she turned on, so she laid an egg. I don't know. So Please don't, please don't dive into this right now. Yeah, no. Uh, that is <laughs> something we will do later. But um, yeah, this is Closet Talks, and we're talking about um, whatever we want to, because it's our podcast, not yours. So we do that. We are back after a very long hiatus. And what's... What's been happening with you? What's um, going on? I'm just, I'm just working. Working nine to five. Not really. I'm working Why didn't you uh, sing more it? like uh, I work more one o'clock to ten o'clock. Mm, must be nice. <laughs> I love it. I, I'm i very blessed that the new department that I have been transferred to have honored my previous scheduling requests. Like when I was still in my old department, I worked nights and had weekends off and now I work nights and have weekends off. So I was like, that's really cool that they did that. I guess that's what it's like having seniority. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't have that in my other job. I'm at the bottom, so good yeah. for me. I'm just but. um just been working, working on the side business, trying to get things branded so I can actually move forward with a real brand and, you know, just kind of getting things together. How oh, about okay. you? Uh well, I casually started to school after <coughs> 10 years again. That's good. Uh, yeah. What are you studying? Uh, software engineering, casually. Yikes. That goes really well with my bacon and pastry degree. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, six of one, half a dozen of the other. See what I did there? The, oh, God. The abridged version <laughs> of there to here is I went to school, not entirely knowing what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it and then decided when I was graduating, oh, I don't want to do this. So I came down, staying in entertainment for, you know, 10 plus years, mm -hmm. and then was like, well, one day I'm not going to live here. And <laughs> the yeah. set of skills I have currently are very particular for the job that I'm doing. Yeah. But with the lifestyle that I would like and what I want to do with life, I mm -hmm. mm, should probably, you know, utilize this lovely, lovely a perk, yeah, um, called Disney Aspire, where Disney will pay for all of your school. Yep, and yeah, I go home with no debt. That is like that. Oh, the words were yeah. nice to say just now. Um, I was I'm very much I understand that because I went to cosmetology school, mm -hmm. not knowing what I really wanted to do with my life. <laughs> And but you liked came it. out. <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh, okay, I lied. Um, I hated <laughs> cosmetology. I graduated. I got licensed, and I hated it. So I only did it for like a year, uh -huh. and then went back to entertainment, and was like, "Oh, I'll just do hair on the side." And then I didn't touch my cosmo skills for a very long time, mm -hmm. and then. I don't know. It just kind of clicked in my head that you don't have to do all aspects of cosmetology. Mm -hmm. uh, I despised doing women's hair. I despised doing highlights and color. Oh, good I thing that my hair has been many, many colors. Well, that's different. Um, you know, highlighting is a completely different monster. Yes. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I was like, I don't have to do all of that. I like to do men's cuts and I'm really good at them. So why don't I just do men's cuts? And I reutilized all of it. So good. Yeah. 
There we are. Here we are. And that led us right here to these chairs. Yep. Hey. Next to a closet. We're adjacent. (laughs) I just, I'm I'm getting old, girl. I'm getting old. I can't get down on the floor of the closet anymore. (laughs) Okay. I think I'll just live here because I'm never getting out. (laughs) (laughs) So today on the program, uh, we're we're going to talk. Hold on. Oh, we're dr- right. We're drinking right. booze. We're drinking. Okay, okay, I'll start because mine's real simple because I really just wanted to have Tang. Okay. <laughs> mm, do you know you can clean your uh, dishwasher with it? Really? <laughs> Apparently, you put it in there, sprinkle it around, and it will like. I'm sure it smells really up. good. Uh huh. I love drinking it too. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you people who drink Coke, but you can put it on two batteries and remove battery acid. Oh, yeah. yikes. Anyways. So what are we drinking? We have um, spiced cranberry vodka, which I don't know how there's still any of it left because it's delicious, and I usually drink it all. But we have that mm-hmm. with ginger ale. What? Ginger, ginger ale? <laughs> oh. So I'm having a margarita. Wow. That's exciting. I don't think I've ever had a margarita on this program. It's usually an old-fashioned or champagne or wine. Oh. So uh, here you go. Cheers hey. from across the table. Oh, we didn't hear. You know what? I'm just going to. There we go. (laughs) Cheers. Oh, Oh, that's lovely. Spicy yet satisfying. (laughs) Oh, that is spiced. Mm, Okay, cool. Anyways, moving along. On the program. What's going on today? We're going to talk a little bit about this and a little bit of that. But I was going to tell you a story. Oh, boy. (laughs) That I told a coworker tonight and I had her pissing herself laughing. And I didn't realize how funny this story actually is until what I told if, it out loud. Oh, God, what if I don't laugh? I think you might. <clears throat> it's the time that I was living in Singapore, and they almost blew me up. <laughs> what? <laughs> they almost blew me up. Come again? Yeah. So uh, I was in this show uh, at the beginning of the night. Uh-huh. So uh, I, I played Jack the Clown for Halloween Horror Nights. And we had an actual stage show in a venue. Mm-hmm. And so there were two Jacks a night, right? So they have Jack A, Jack B. Okay. You have a mind of a No, no, no. Keep going. Keep going. Uh, We have two Jacks a night. Uh And Jack A came in early and would do the opening scaremony in front of the park. So they would corral everyone into like this, uh, uh, into the Hollywood section. And you couldn't go further than that. Mm -hmm. And there was a stage and they had like um, these archways. And each icon, um, which is like the star person in each haunted house, okay. plus Jack, who was the icon of the show, would appear in these archways. And do you know the song Power Glove? It's EDM. No. I'm sure you would know it if I played it. Probably if I heard it. Um, <clears throat> but basically what the show was, was uh, Jack A would be doing that show while Jack B was getting ready. And then Jack B would do the first show and then Jack A would do the second show because he already did the, the opening ceremony show. So we're in rehearsals for this show and um, they're explaining what's going to happen. And it was really cool because uh, there was this like stage and we weren't out there. We were behind the curtains and um, there was this DJ up at the top of this like DJ booth okay. and he's, a stunt man. He's pretending to be a DJ. So he's like playing along and all of a sudden pyro goes off on his, um, soundboard and then it catches him on fire and he like runs around for a good, like 30 seconds, completely engulfed in flames and then jumps off the side back down into like a little backstage area and they put him out real quick. And while they did that, there were, there was this like weird haunting chants that were happening. And, then there was a big explosion uh-huh. and it was a loud bang and a bright flash. And we were supposed to step out onto the stage during that flash. Oh no. Um, <laughs> because it was going to blind the audience long enough to where when they opened their eyes, we were there just like we appeared, you know? Okay. And I was like, well, that sounds really fucking cool. So, uh, also they had these like flamethrower machines. So like, as the techno music was going, it was like in all different directions. So we're sta- I'm standing there and I'm like ready to do my thing. And this is the first time we've ever done this. 
and I can see through the curtain. Like you can't see me through the curtain, but I can see like through the stage, you okay. know? Yeah. And I see this TNT laying there. <laughs> this, it's a fucking bomb. <laughs> and I was like looking at it and I was like, this is like, this is a foot away from me. And I was like, this is scary. And so they were like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to do a test. And I was like, can I, can I make a suggestion? And the stage manager was like, what? I was like, um, I don't know how they do things here, but in Orlando, uh, if you've never been around the pyro before, they do a test pyro so you can see what's about to happen to you. Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay, well, if you want to do that, that's totally fine. You know, we were going to fire off a few rounds anyway. So he emptied the cast from backstage into the park to watch this thing go off. And he was like, all right, countdown, three, two, one, bang. And it goes off. Everyone applauds. And then they look where Jack is supposed to be standing. And it's completely on fire. So the flamethrowers were spitting off gasoline, like lighter fluid, all over the floor and the curtains. (laughs) And so when the bang went off, I would have been completely engulfed in flames because those like, it's no joke. Those things were huge. Like the flames were ridiculous. They had to like run out with the fire extinguisher and try to put it all out. And they were like, so it's a good thing you asked for that. I was like, no, no shit. I don't know how you do it here, but where I come from, we don't set our friends on fire. No. So they were like, okay, we have to move the flamethrower. So they like moved them around to be like towards the back of everything. So it w- if it would s- like spray excess, it would kind of just dr- drift into the lagoon. Oh, I was like, the and people no. love that. Yeah. And so then we like reset and did it again. And I was like, okay, I feel safe now because nothing you know happened. <laughs> and so from that point on, they were like, okay, well, whoever is Jack A has to wear flame retardant. You should do that anyway. You would think. <sighs> Apparently not. They don't. They like to blow people up in Singapore, I guess. Oh. So... They had to, they put us in flame retardant. So um, all of our costumes had been done in flame retardant. And there was like a, a spray that they did the wig. So the wig wouldn't go up. <laughs> and, but then you had to wear it on your face and hands. And they don't tell you that that shit is, it makes your skin itch. Like it makes it like crawl to the, I'm getting itchy now. Um, it's the, because the only thing exposed on Jack were like the the lip area and the eyeballs and that was it. But it was enough that when they sprayed it on you, my whole like lips were just like itchy and like I wanted to rub my eyes and my hands were itchy. Oh, I'm just getting itchy now. I hate it. And yeah, you did almost that. got, almost got blown up. Nice. And I forgot about that story. And I was like, <laughs> she was, we were talking about it and I was like, Oh yeah. And this happened. And she was like, what? And I was like, yeah, girl, they almost blew my ass <laughs> from here to Nantucket. I was like, what? Oh my God. <sighs> Thank you for not. Yeah, thank you, Singapore, for not blowing me to smithereens. <laughs> Very sweet of them. Oh my gosh. Oh god, but it was it was all fun, and I'll show you the the video of the of the show because it was really kind of cool. It's like a two minute show. Oh, okay. And then we would stand out there for five minutes. No, ten. We would stand out there for ten minutes while people came up and like did selfies with us or took pictures of us, and then socially distant selfie. They were oh. <laughs> back before it was fashionable. And then, um, <laughs> and then uh, they would walk me across the park and try not to get slammed by guests because they wanted one-on-one photos with Jack and they don't allow that. So no, no, oh, he's a very untouchable character. They don't like to do it here in Orlando either. Um, they, if you, if you meet Jack and you get like a meet and greet style, it's like a separate it's like a whole thing. It's you know how like the Sanderson sisters at Disney are not allowed to be photographed for meet and greet purposes. I don't mm-hmm. know why, but yeah, that actually makes sense. Yeah. yeah, they don't allow any photo. You can like meet them if you know yeah. the cast, but they will not let you take photos of them. It's weird. Well, damn. But it's the same with same with Jack, and you would like walk across the park and try not to get mobbed, you know, or, mobbed. mobbed or blown up. Yeah. As one does. And that's my story about almost getting blown to smithereens. Well, I'm proud of you. <laughs> anyway. This and that. Um, so I guess we can just dive right in. Yeah. Um, 
I was I was watching TikTok like a dude, and this woman came up and she was like, "Hey, hey, 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 stop! Don't don't scroll, don't scroll." Which makes me want to scroll. It, it makes me want to scroll too. And she was like, okay. "I need you to hear this." She was like, "Never accept less than a hundred percent from other people, because you would not accept a refrigerator that worked thirty five percent of the time. You wouldn't." Except uh, a car that gets you to your destination halfway. I had one of those cars. <laughs> I had two of those cars. Uh, you wouldn't. Uh, you wouldn't accept a phone that only charged to twenty six percent. Stressful, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, like, she's like, "Why would you accept anything less than the best from other people?" And you know, there are exceptions, obviously. Mm-hmm. Not everyone is always feeling at their hundred percent, and everyone no. has their off days. Yep. And um, ah, yeah, I really, I really liked that. I'll touch on that one <coughs> in a minute. Yeah. Oh, go for it. So, this isn't no one in particular, but also it's to somebody in particular. But there's <laughs> no reason to add them because this is applicable, applicable to many different people. But this person, I've just experienced it with, with more than once. If you're not having a great day, do not make it your day's ambition to bring someone else down to your level with your negativity. Mm-hmm. That's not how energy is supposed to work. No. So, and let, let me preface this with saying that I already knew, I, I know this person, I work with them often, and I, and this is kind of just always the way that they've been, and I was just like, Ugh. but like, don't piss on me and tell me that it's rain. That's not how that works. Like, if you're having a rough day, and you can tell that you're impacting other people, like, I... And again, each situation is I try know, to remove circumstantial. Myself. Well, I this this per- person I essentially partner with for mm, the day. Okay. So but like because you see okay, and this is gonna sound really selfish, but like mm-hmm. I feel <laughs> because I exude a lot of energy when I yeah. do my job. Of course. Correctly. And I feel th- I feel like she's a little jealous. Okay, and I I don't say that because I think super highly of myself. I know what my worth is. Jealous, and I c- <laughs> you don't even exist to oh me. Oh God, how uh, <clears throat> drop dead? No, uh, what is it? The craft. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, I feel like I I, I will look over now and then and like see her like just looking and watching. Um, and I'm just like I I want to. I'm trying to bring you up to my level and include yeah. you. But when you like, as someone <laughs> who most of what I say is dripping in sarcasm, point blank, uh-huh. you told me, uh-huh. <laughs> can confirm. Yep. Like you, I, 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 when I see it from other people, I recognize it right away. Okay. And I was like, I know that you're trying to make yourself like. <laughs> she's trying to do what I do all the time and establish dominance. Okay. Yeah. Except it's not gonna work with me. I am a. <laughs> Alpha type, <laughs> and I like being in charge of things. Yes, you and do. Making decisions. Can confirm. Yep. Your way of the highway, ninety percent of the time. Uh, yeah, but at least I know it's that I'm doing it. I mean, I'm still doing. And if it, you don't, I nudge you in that direction. Oh. <laughs> <I go laughs> you're doing it again. I'm like, well, I'm right. So, <laughs> I mean, you're as right as I am. Mm. But I was like, it's not that I'm always right, but yeah, I. It's like I don't even know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. But like. I think that if you can't be cognizant of the way that you're affecting other people. Right. And I've given her the little short end every now and then, a, like a, a very subtle, like, I I see what you're doing and mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of it. And if you keep pushing me, this is this is going to get more intense. Now, Miss Alyssa, now you pushed it. Now you pushed it. But I think if it continues, you can drop my favorite phrase. Which is I'm not interested in being spoken like that to again. Interested in being spoken to that way, again. And they go, uh huh. Yeah, you have to include the again because, well, it it, it shows that they uh-huh. shouldn't do it again. Uh huh. I've clapped back at her. I'm a couple no times. longer interested. You no. Know, what I think eventually is <clears throat> going to take a one on one and be like, hey, I enjoy uh-huh. being around you, but if you can't feel that what you're doing is giving a negative energy, you like. Again, I'd love to hear the sound of my own voice sometimes, except when it's recorded. I really hate that. <laughs> but like, ugh, man, something about needing to comment on every little thing. Right. You need an Adderall, girl? 
Like, <laughs> not judging. Right. I have ADHD myself, so I can can confirm all of these things. But so the moral of my story is: if you're having an off day, don't try to equalize everyone in the room by bringing the energy to a negative level. Right. It's just it's not fair to people who are trying their best with what they got. What do you do for a living? Success. My best. I try my oh. best. <laughs> <laughs> I do my best. I thought you were giving <coughs> Bianca Del Rio. What do you do successfully? No. Quickly. That's that's <laughs> one of my f- new favorite little memes that I found. What do you do for a living? My best. I do my best. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's all you can do. <coughs> Excuse me. I keep having to clear my throat. But I think that um, these people are put into your life to just kind of test you. Uh-huh. And... You know, if it's not meant to be, they will disappear. They will disappear. And because energy (laughs) is always happening and the universe is made up of energy and the universe knows when it's time to go. I mean, the universe will remove people from your life for a reason and you shouldn't ever try to uh, to negate that. So if there's like and I've been guilty of it before. Um people who are showing their true colors and showing themselves, showing, letting their ass hang out. And there's, there's a way that you can be with people. Uh Uh-huh. Sometimes we'll get to that. Um, What I, what I'm trying to say is don't constantly reel the person back into your life because the universe is trying to separate you. Especially when it's they're trying only to do giving forty five percent of themselves, right? So when oh. you've got when you've got someone who, you know, the universe is like, okay, well, we're just gonna distance you guys. Okay, now he's gonna be a little, phys- not just physically distant, but like emotionally distant, and this person is gonna slowly stop texting you, things like that. It's the universe going, <clears throat> you need to pay attention because mm-hmm. either he's leaving on his own accord, which there's absolutely nothing you can do to stop that. As we've said before and before and before, um, when someone decides they're going to leave your life, there's absolutely nothing you can do. Mm-mm. You have to let them go. Don't fight for someone who doesn't have the gall to even consider doing the same for you. Correct. Yep. And, you know, sometimes the, the universe has weird and silly ways of, you know, removing people from your life. Um, <laughs> Uh-huh. You know, and they things just get separated. But Gotta for you to keep trying to bring that person back into your life, you can't heal in the same no. environment that you were hurt. It's a disrespect to yourself to do that too. It is. It's a it's a total disrespect. Mm-hmm. Because y- and it you like I said, you can't heal where you were hurt. So when you keep inviting the person who hurt you back into your life over and over and over, it's like you're slapping yourself in the face mm, and yeah. I am guilty of it. I've done it before. I have been guilty of it very recently. So, yeah. but I have a huge heart and I've talked about it before, you know, no matter how many times I've been hurt by, you know, someone else, I heal and I have the same amount of love and the same amount of heart to give to the next person. Mm-hmm. I never make my future person pay for the mistakes of a past person. Right. And I sometimes to a fault because I overlook red flags. I overlook things that I should not be overlooking just because I'm like, you know, I could have learned from the past and major things, of course, but like, you know, little subtle things I don't see because I've got the rose colored glasses Mm -hmm. (laughs) and rose tint my world. So, you made a, we were talking about this the other night uh-huh. without giving too much away. There was something that I said that I was like, wow, I just said that. Wow. Okay. But you said something along the lines of, you know, like this, you know, this happens, you know, every now and then to me. And it's like, w- but they don't have anything in common except that they do. Yeah. Because they all possess qualities of which you find attractive. Yep. So you're always drawn to it no matter and th- this is not that you reflecting on something someone in the past has done. It's you being right. like, oh, they're not, they're not like, ooh, but they are. Yeah. So it's just, it's not on their account. It's on your account. Yeah. It's I mean, I'm like equally as guilty 
you know, as the other person, sometimes more so, sometimes less. Um, Circumstantial. I did learn through, I did learn through a a therapist what type of love that I am drawn to and poisonous (laughs) when it was explained the way that the therapist explained it. I was like, Oh, well damn, I get it. Um, it has, has a lot to do with past, uh, trauma. It has a lot to do with past relationships. Um, relationships with your parents, relationships with your siblings, relationships oh, yes. with people growing up. And I saw something on that the other day. Yeah. And TikTok. <laughs> she, TikTok. she broke it down and she was like, you're attracted to this type of person because you were raised in an environment that had a very similar style of affection and love. So you're comfortable with that. Right. Even if that means the person you're drawn to is toxic for you. You're still attracted to aspects of them and the way they treat you until you're disrespected and you want out. Mm-hmm. Yep. And absolutely. That uh, therapy is a, is a great thing. Um, uh, I think everyone needs to go to therapy. <laughs> um, counseling is great. Therapy is great. Um, we are in no way, shape or form, um, sponsored by, Talkspace, but Talkspace is an amazing tool, which I believe is free for cast members right now. I saw something about it on um, on one of the television monitors, like that, oh. like, kind of like play is the same the things on a loop. Mm-hmm. Is that the one you can text them? Uh, I believe it is that one. It's either that one or the one that you chat online, or okay. both. But you, Talkspace, it's primarily I know for messaging through the computer or through the app because what you'll do is you kind of describe your issues and Talkspace will match you with a therapist that they think is a good fit for you. And if it's not a good fit for you, you just say this was not a good fit and it finds another therapist and you just message them at your convenience. They message you back at their earliest convenience. And it's a, it's a great way to have therapy with a licensed therapist where you don't have to, fit them into your schedule as hard as, you know, like going to the office or like for me, I have weekends off and I work during the day, so I can't really find a a place to go in person. It's called the morning. Uh, those don't exist to me. So, um, (laughs) sure. Jan. Yeah. I'm dead to the world at least until like 10 o'clock in the morning. Unless you, unless Mimi pokes you. Right. (laughs) Yeah. The, at the time I almost punched my grandmother in the face. I can't believe it. I came so close to punching my own grandmother in the face. It's not funny, but it, it was so funny. It's funny now, <laughs> and we la- he and she and I laugh about it. But when we were visiting uh, Texas over the summer, um, I purposely parked my car away from her pecan trees because of the sap, and she looked outside and didn't see my car, but knew I was asleep. And she was like, oh, my gosh, did someone steal his car? So she, like, came into my bedroom. And what you have to do is knock on the door until I say come in or poke your head in (laughs) and say my name. But I haven't lived with my grandmother since I was in high school, so she has forgotten. (laughs) And she just crept into my room and grabbed my leg, like, full force grabbed my leg and said my name. And I said, (laughs) And I came up about to swing and she was like, oh, oh my gosh. And I was like, oh my God, what are you doing? And she was like, I couldn't find your car. I was like, oh my God, I parked it on the side. Like, <laughs> it was so stupid, but I was like, I almost hit you. She was like, you did. <laughs> came so close. Woke up like when you wake up your mom in the middle of the night. <sighs> Every oh, time. I, I hid your slippers. Grabs a water bottle. <laughs> oh no, no, no. My, I. Does your did you wake up your mom like that? Because when I would wake up my mom or my grandmother, depending on whose house I was at, I mean, it, I would come in and be like, "Mom, how, <gasps> how close to her face?" No, I wouldn't go in. I just would poke my head in the door, and I'd be like, "Mom, no." <gasps> so I learned very early that. on <gasps> that you got to you got to <laughs> tap with the fingernail. Oh, I did. Yeah, that's how I. And that's then, how I come to you here. What? Hello? <laughs> Come on in. And she's like, hey, okay. She like, so she wears glasses. So she sits up. She's like trying to like, she's squinting. She's like, 
which one of my which one of my little demons is this? <laughs> oh, uh, hi, honey, what's up? You all right? And you know, be something, you know, yep. something scary. And she's like, okay, well, come on, you know, lay in there, and then I'd overheat Aww. and be like, okay, I'm gonna go back to bed. Now. And they're like, are you sure? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And they're like, okay. <laughs> she's like that whisper when you're like, I'm gonna go back to bed. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, the answer to your question is yes. Yes. It's just <laughs> but it's I what parents do to not get punched. <gasps> Meanwhile, my um, dad, you wake up and he just goes, I was watching that. <laughs> <laughs> Turn off the TV. It's like three in the morning. I was I watching, watching that. Yeah, you weren't. Well, what was it? Do I ask you stupid questions like this? <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thanks, Dad. But, um, yeah, I almost hit my grandma. What were we talking about? <laughs> um, the universe. Yeah, the universe. Just bringing people in and out of your life. Um, just don't. Don't be guilty like I have been. Learn from my mistakes, and sometimes you don't realize it till you're in it. You know, Maya Angelou. Okay. She said, "When people show you who they really are, believe them and trust the her first because time. you know about Maya Angelou." I do. She ain't no punk bitch. She ain't no punk ass bitch. <laughs> uh, punk what bitch. an amazing human she was. Just uh-huh. so wise, so wise. Um, I'm not big on Tyler Perry movies. Um, I only like two of them And you know why (laughs) Because everyone is so attractive in them Well yeah Um, (sighs) Diary of a Mad Black Woman Well, That one's the very first one I don't like it as much as the other ones Just because I've seen it so many times I'm just like But mostly just like the same parts Yeah Diary was great And then the follow up was Family Reunion And it was also fantastic And after that, I don't really care for any of the Tyler Perry movies because he started directing them. The first two he didn't direct. And you can you can definitely feel there's a difference because the like acting kind of suffered and like I mean I somebody was like, Oh, you'd love the Halloween one, the Medea Boo. And I couldn't make it past the first ten minutes because I was just so annoyed by these awful actors. What about the like, funeral geez. one? Yeah, I couldn't. Where do they it. can't close the casket. Oh, because he has the it. erectile dysfunction. <laughs> oh no, it's not a dysfunction. No, he took the <laughs> erectile dysfunction pills. Oh no, the little blue ones, and then they couldn't close the. Oh lid. right. <laughs> He's like, well, damn, daddy. And he turned him sideways. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Anyways, yeah. Uh, so yeah, just don't let don't let people abuse the fact that. You're going to take him back again and again and again and again and again. I am so guilty of this. You know what you need and to I do for yourself? Why? why? Apologize to yourself. Yeah. Well, I, that's the thing. You owe yourself a huge apology for things like that. Things you didn't deserve. No. Even if you didn't know it at the time. Right. Everything comes, you know, everything in the universe comes to you either veiled as to what it really is and you kind of have to figure it out or it comes on a big fucking platter that says this is what this is. Take it. Take it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes you do things to yourself that you didn't need to put yourself through. You didn't deserve that. You didn't deserve to have your heart broken 18 times by the same guy. You're you didn't deserve it the first time, but the first time should have been enough. Your lack of seeing their faults is a lot less than you seeing something you find attractive in them no matter right. what they're doing. Right. Um, yeah. Those are strong words. I'm sorry. Yeah. They mean a lot coming from yourself and from other people. Well, yeah. Sometimes, you it, honestly, apologizing to yourself is just weird. But, like, when it's done right, you feel like a huge weight lifted off your shoulders. Mm-hmm. Because you know. they left? No. Not because they left. I think you I feel when I when I, you know, have these one on one kind of meditative moments, um, apologizing to yourself, you kind of just sit there and for me I cry. And then you just kind of feel the weight lifted because you forgave yourself. Yeah. And you apologized to yourself. Don't make a promise that it's not gonna happen again because it probably will. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah. But I mean, you know, after you've apologized for yourself, I think it's also good to realize that maybe that person left because you deserved more. Mm. Oh, he's mad spitting that. Yeah. Yep. I mean, 
as hard as it is for someone you know that you may spend, you know, five, one, one year for some people is a lot, you know, mm-hmm. more than that, also a lot. I did seven. But yeah, and it's like, don't ever, don't, you know, put any disdain on the amount of time that you put into it because that's, you know, commendable. But like, just because something is there for a long time doesn't mean that it's good. Right. I know a lot of people that I work, not a lot of people, I know people that I work with that have been here since, you know, the bricks were laid on the castle. And right. They're not that great. Um, kind of going back to apologizing to yourself, something I actually thought about tonight, um, while I was at work, cause I, I, was, I did, did you have time? I did a good, like solid two and a half hours by myself Love that. and like I was completely alone, not a single person around me for two and a half hours. And it's a lot of time to just kind of self reflect. A lot of people could lose their minds, you know? Because they don't want to be alone. I sing to myself. Right? I do too. Don't come and surprise me. You're not going to be surprised. (laughs) Um, But I I thought about that because I was talking to to Kristen, one of my best friends. And we were talking about, uh, earlier in the day, we were talking about things that we used to do. You know, ten years ago, like the two of us, or that age where you can just casually be like, "Yeah, I remember ten years ago." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, there's, it, it's crazy because we were talking about something, and there's a song that came on, and I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna air some dirty laundry of my own. <laughs> there's a song that came on like yesterday that uh-huh. I heard, and I immediately thought of of Kristen because she used to love this song. Okay. Uh, it was Meet Me Halfway with uh, Fergie. Can you meet me halfway? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right at the borderline. Yep. She loved it. Yeah, yeah. And I I didn't text her. I almost did, and I kind of forgot. And then tonight, she texted me and was like, Meet Me Halfway just came on, and I thought of you. I was like, oh, that's so weird, because I thought of you yesterday when it came on. And she was like, oh, that's weird. She was like, I remember when we were in your car and I was singing it and you told me to stop singing because you were annoyed. And I remember her being obsessed with the song and singing it and having such joy in the moment. Isn't it how, isn't it strange that something so minuscule that I said has affected her 10 years later that she still remembers that I was annoyed with her singing you're a terrible human (laughs) well that's when i spent two and a half hours on my own reflecting on how Mm. far i have come in the past 10 years i am not even close to being the person that i was 10 years ago i'm not the same person i was three years ago two years ago yesterday seriously (laughs) because I, i there there came a moment um I was talking to somebody the other day about age. Um, I work with a, tw- a, a guy who's 20 and he's very intelligent. He's very well-spoken. Um, he has a great head on his shoulders and he's open to learning more about, you know, developing as a human being. He's still a child. He's 20. There are, um, and there are wise 20 year olds yes. and childish 70 year olds. Yes. So, um, so, we were talking and I told him, he was like, at what age did you kind of figure out who you are? And I said, it's very oh, strange because I as I real was deep conversation, yes, casual. as we were talking about this, I said, when I was younger, when I was your age, everyone always told me when you turn 27, the world changes 27, 27. And I was like, okay. And they were like, you know, so, something huge happens when you turn 20 because you're no longer a teenager. And then uh, 21, now you can drink. And then nothing really 25. changes. Yeah, but even when you're 25, you're still you're still young. You're still yeah, a kid. My car insurance goes down. <laughs> well, yeah. But Especially then for guys. For whatever reason, they kept saying 27, 27, 27. So I get to 27 and everything changed. For me, my I decided I was going to go to Asia. I turned 28 in Asia. Or did I turn 29? I don't remember. <laughs> I can't remember. It's been so long ago. Anyway, uh, but what I'm getting at is like 
career wise changing. Yeah. And I'm getting older and I'm kind of coming into my own whatever. And then I, cause it did like 27, they, they kept saying 27 and it kind of did kind of shake up everything. And then I turned 30 and 30 was okay. Now I'm kind of getting grounded into who I am, mm-hmm. what I want. Which is and ironic because I figured I've always grown up thinking that by 30 I should have my life figured out. Nope. <laughs> not in today's market. Uh, no. Absolutely not. And you know what? It's okay. That's why people like the one of the biggest disservices you can do to yourself is compare yourself to your parents. Mm-hmm. I think it's just because I saw them very successful and having what I wanted. Yeah. At 30 and, you know, just before or after. And I think that's what I'm all right. on. But so look at how different oh, things yeah, yeah, are. Yeah. It, w- it was a, a harmless, noble thought to have but my life is very different i saw a post i saw a post today it was like my dad was shocked to learn that my rent is half my paycheck and my monthly paycheck Uh uh-huh i'm talking in third person but uh not about my family but this this post was like yeah um my dad was shocked to find out that my monthly paycheck was half my rent he's like it's supposed to be a fourth and he was like I just stared at my dad in millennial <laughs> because it's not the same. No, it's not. You know, people who can't develop a life, the boomers who keep saying, well, you should just go put yourself through college. That's what I did. Yeah. You, you got a college degree for the price of a McChicken. You bought I a house. <laughs> you bought a house for the cost of a happy meal. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know why I'm going with McDonald's foods, but because they've been around forever and it's cheap, uh, but Taco Bell. We'll go to Taco Bell. right. You know, you 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 got everything handed to you for the price of a nacho party pack. I understand that. So <laughs> you can't compare, uh, and for whatever reason, boomers can't wrap their little feeble minds around it. Yeah. So Some what I was getting at there, is, I spent two and a half hours tonight really reflecting on the changes I've made in my life. Who that girl you saw? Uh, who, yep. You. Yep. And, um. I have forgiven myself in the past over, you know, 2020, we've talked about how it was a Yikes. roller coaster, but kind of really put me in a great mental place. I know a lot of people can't say the same, but I, f- I did a lot of soul searching. I did a lot of deep thinking and um, I did a lot of forgiving because I looked it's back hard. at the person that I was when I was 25, 26, 27, and I was a fucking monster like my family knew me as the same person i have always been but like people that i worked with i was a spoiled monster i got everything i wanted i manipulated people to get what i want because you're the eldest it has nothing to do with family i'm talking about i'm talking about like just i i was very successful Ah. and it had me in a in a headspace that I was untouchable. Um, it gave me doing the Beetlejuice show gave me a sense of celebrity. And, uh, I was very well known in Orlando. I was very well known in the actor community and I was very well known in the theme park community. And that gives you a sense of entitlement. It gives you a sense of, yeah, just i was an asshole i like i said i manipulated people to get what i wanted and i look back on things like that and i just go wow i can't believe that's who you were because i'm not that person anymore yeah um i have apologized to people along the way in 2020 um i reached out to a guy that i that i dated um back in like 2015 2016 um he and i Point blank, he and I were perfect for each other. But I had my eye on the door for what was coming next and would not commit to a relationship with him. And then he eventually stopped talking to me. He blocked me on everything. And I was like, ew, fuck you. I don't need you. And then during 2020, he unblocked me on everything and came back and was like, I would like to apologize to you. And I was like, for what? I remember you telling me about this. And he was like, I want to apologize because I, I bailed on you and I probably shouldn't have. And 
you know, I'm sure you were going through this and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, I would like to apologize to you because you didn't deserve what I put you through. You didn't deserve to be dragged along. He thought he was giving, you know, his heart to me and I was swatting it away with a fly swatter. Like, what kind of a selfish person was I? Because I knew exactly what I was doing. A person who hasn't come to fruition in their life. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I knew full well what I was doing to him. And I did it anyway. Just when if people I think everyone has done that at some point. Oh, I'm sure. But a lot of people have moved past it and didn't think twice about it. Yeah. But when someone also a thing. reaches out to you and go, Hey, this affected me. What else can you do but apologize? You can't. That's it. That's what you need to do. I offered to, you know, I said, when things are not as crazy as they are, I'll take you out for a drink and we'll just sit, talk, and apologize to each other in person. And Sounds like a sad moment to to have. It is, but it's also necessary. For me, at least. I'm I'm somebody who, if I'm going to genuinely apologize to you for something that affected you so deeply i definitely want to do it in person fair enough yeah i could see that when i finally came to terms with my ex we were together for almost seven years when i finally saw him in person face to face five years later when he was leaving the state i wanted to apologize in person he accepted the apology Mm -hmm. did not forgive um, but we ended with a hug just to say, that's big, you know, go our separate ways and go your own way, yeah. go your own way. Well, that was a long tangent. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, life. that's what I got on that. I got, I got nothing. I've been through life like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, being the spoiled little monster I was I did that to a lot of people and I am very sorry to all of those people because I am not the same person I don't know that Stephen he is dead he can't come to the phone right now nope well thank you for fixing that before he met me because the person I am would not have bode well with that one (laughs) you caught not gonna lie you caught the end of it yeah yeah you didn't know it because I had no reason right. to do anything like that to you. Yeah. Which so is a smart move on your part. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> For all of us. But I don't know. I don't know, man. I was so manipulative of people that I would manipulate them. They had no idea I was doing it. Uh, I knew I was doing oh, it. Girl. Is that called gaslighting? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Now that I've learned the word, <laughs> I know what You it see means. how frequently it happens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I do. I do. Just know that life will test you before it blesses you. <laughs> I read that and I was like, that's it's You know true. what it makes me think of? Oh, God. That old saying that you would hear like growing up like at church. when Too blessed to be stressed? No, like in oh. church when they're like, if he can lead you to it, he, he can, can lead, lead you, you through, through it. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's actually exactly what this is. That is exactly what it is. But like, uh, also I used to hate that. Fra- I still hate that phrase. It's cringy. It's so cringy because that's the voice I hear it in. Ew, you hear is it that, in that little Nanny Southern. Ma. No, that Southern. Yeah. Nanny Ma. Nanny Ma going, if he can lead you to it, he can lead you through it. Oh, God. Now join me at vacation Bible school. And we'll go Mitch McConnell <laughs> out of the closet. <laughs> There's a Republican in your closet. <laughs> oh no, he looks like Mitch McConnell. Oh, oh get no. our get Mitch McConnell out of the closet. <laughs> How's your house, honey? Oh God. Ugh. But yeah, had um, complaints. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Something something else that I wanted to touch on with people's behavior. Sometimes people act out in ways that they're not aware of and it comes from their inner struggle. Oh, that is very feels relevant to my story that I told earlier mm-hmm. about what's her name. Uh-huh. 
or anyone who feels applicable to. Right. So sometimes it's an internal struggle. And from what you told me, though, it sounds like a conscious decision. Sometimes it's not <laughs> a conscious decision. Um, sometimes people legitimately don't know that their actions are affecting you in the way that they are. Um, I definitely feel like the person in my mind that most recently has done this, I don't think it's out of malice. I don't think any of that comes from a negative place. I don't, I, I genuinely think that this person has no idea what they're doing. Which I think makes it even worse because if you're not aware of the person that you are and the way that yeah. you're affecting other people, then you need to take time to reflect on yourself before you involve yourself in other people's lives in yeah. ways romantically or physically or, or whatnot. Anything more than just a platonic friendship. Right. I think it's respectful to yourself yeah. to not l- subject yourself to being the course of... yeah judgment from people right because you don't have your shit together right point blank. I, there's there's a there's a beauty in honesty um you know when i i've i've point blank told people this in the past you know you're you match on tinder and you haven't opened the app in forever and then you open it and you see who you matched with and you're like oh he's cute and they're like, hey, and you kind of just start talking. And then he's like, so what are you looking for? I have been the person that has to be honest and being like, I don't have time to commit to someone else's life. And I will be completely honest with you. I don't have the time because I'm focused on other things. I'm focused on myself. I'm focused on achieving goals. Mm-hmm. And I know that if you thought that there was a potential for anything between us, that would just string you along growth because old Steven would have strung them along just to get whatever I wanted from him. Free donut. You know, whatever. And, you know, new Steven doesn't do that. New Steven says, okay, I don't have time. Or plain and simple, you know, somebody hits you up on, on, on Facebook or Snapchat and they're like, hey, I have a crush on you. I'm like, I am very flattered. I do not feel the same but thank you so much you know uh-huh. and there's a beauty and honesty sometimes is it going to hurt the other person it might but sometimes there's also a way to word it you're not going to just course. be like ew mm, no nah, you busted <laughs> right you're not going to say something like that uh-uh. but there's a beauty and honesty i don't have busted friends just acquaintances <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> but yeah people have asked me in recent times they're like what are you looking for now? And I'm like, to be honest, I'm not looking for anything. Yeah. Like, again, like you said. You know, if something actually, happens because the universe wants it to happen. I'm not going to fight it. It'll happen. But I'm not going to actually li- seek wow, it. Wow, wow, wow. Hold on. I'm just having a stroke. I'm not doing anything. I'm going to not actively fight against it, mm-hmm. but I'm very forthcoming in telling people that right now my focus is myself. If something happens along the way, cool. But as long as they know where my focus lies, it's not going to come as a shock to them if right. you know, I don't respond for 6 to 12 hours because I fell asleep in front of my computer doing schoolwork right. or something like that. Like, you know, I think it's just also, but also honest and helpful. Just, you know, from me to you, don't, don't actively swat at something that comes your way. Right. You no, know? no, no. Yeah, I know. Because I, I know that you're focused and I know that you don't want to like lead anybody on, especially if you're not going to be here forever because uh-huh. um, neither of us are um, wow. in Orlando. I mean, oh, my God. <laughs> but, you know, don't don't let that kind of be your your way of thinking where, you know, if somebody that the universe is purposely trying to put into your life and you're like swatting left, right and sideways like, no, I've seen because, before, you know, you like, don't want to turn your oof. nose up at a blessing. And those nice things, you know what it's kind to do? Be honest with them. Yep. Be like, hey, I might not be here in this many years. I just yeah. want you to know that that's where my goal is. Yeah. My life is heading. So that way they're not going to be like, oh, all this stuff. Anyways. Yeah. 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 So yada, yada, yada. We're going to talk about my word of the day. Oh. 
Uh, so Stephen's word of the day is after some. So from the dictionary of obscure sorrows, uh, this is an adjective this time. It is not a noun. I've been doing nouns. After some is an adjective. Astonished to think back on the bizarre sequence of accidents that brought you to where you are today. As if you spent years bouncing down a Plinko pegboard, passing through a million harmless decision points, any of which might have changed everything, which makes your long and winding path feel faded from the start, yet so unlikely as to be virtually impossible. Good gracious. I know. I love how lengthy these are. I know that you don't. I, but I think it's just because at some point, it's a lot of thoughts and processes it is. that are like, okay, I got that. What? But it's extremely know. poignant because we have all felt these things and yes. there's not a word for it. And that's why I love the dictionary of obscure sorrows. It's, uh, but that's the thing. Like it's that feeling that everything could change. Everything could have been different. Imagine if while I was in Singapore, had I not broken my arm and been sent home, I wouldn't be here. I could very well possibly be in Asia still. Mm -hmm. Or I would have come home off my contract and gone into something else. Another contract might be maybe gone to Tokyo. Maybe I've gone to, you know, wherever. I don't think if... Had I not broken my arm, I wouldn't be sitting here across from you. Oh, my God. What would I be doing with my life? Right. A lot of video games, probably. You wouldn't be living in this house because uh, I'm the one that found it. Oh and I'm the one that convinced you. I'm the one that convinced you to move here. The city? So, yeah, like, you would not be living in this house. You know, no. it's things like that. And then the thing is, like, my decision point changed your life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, I love that. After some. After some. Good gracious. Yeah. That is that is a thought. So, um, I have quickly words of the day. Oh, okay. <laughs> and they are this. COVID crockpot. Yep, that's what I call it. So I had a conversation with somebody today, and let me preface all this by saying that my opinions are my own, and everyone is entitled to feel the way that they do. However, there are some solid facts that are facts his opinion does not reflect the brand of closet talks <laughs> even though we do agree on most things yeah. um so the term covid crockpot we found in a meme yep and it was like going to disney going to was it was like going to i think the first one i saw was one of the water parks yeah uh volcano bay Oh, God. Because a lot of people are in the lazy river and they don't require you wear a mask in the lazy <laughs> river because if it gets wet it's like being waterboarded yeah so yeah, it was just a lot of people in the lazy river and shout out. <laughs> yeah, a COVID crockpot. Yeah, COVID crockpot. Well, I think that's why Universal closed the water park. Uh, yeah, just it's currently it's closed. It's kind of a bad choice. Though. Yeah, they were like, "We're closing for the winter." I was like, "Are you, uh -huh. or are you just closing because of a lot of bad press?" Yeah. So, basically, <laughs> so there is this person that I work with, and many times. I have told them, like, they'll come up and they're like, poke me or give me a hug. And I'm like, no, no I'm good. Like, I, I I, don't want it from you. Like at work? Yes. Okay. And I've said this and I've expressed this kindly. I've expressed this forcefully. I've been out and out, like, snatchy. I said, please stop. Yeah. I've asked you to stop. So he came up to me and did it today. And I felt the words on the tip of my tongue. And I said, okay, I don't need you. I said, I've already asked you to stop. COVID crackpot. So you can do that anytime. And I'm like, <laughs> uh-oh. And he's like, what does that mean? I said, I said, I've seen your pictures and I've seen that you've been out and this and that. And he goes, hmm. And then so, you know, we're getting clothes or whatever right. at work. And he's like, well, what do you mean you've seen this? And I said, I've seen you like belligerently wasted at some party full of this and that. And he goes, well, what do you mean? He said, do you really want to do this right now? And he said, yes. So that is, <laughs> I took that as a, as a hint. I said, okay, mm -hmm. so I've seen you at multiple parties with people who don't give a fuck. Pardon my very blatantness. They yeah. don't give a fuck. No, they don't. You know what that's called? It's called ableism. Do you know? Okay. Yep. Do you I know, know exactly what, who it is. Uh-huh. And I know exactly 
Oh no, it's a different one. But no, I, I oh I know, yeah 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 I know that. So this is this is uh, I had also referenced a post that I saw about lots of homosexual males going to Puerto Vallarta. Yeah, including a lot of our drag race queens. Uh huh. And um, people that are uh, frontline medical professionals. Yep. And deal with people and then go right back to work. And the new thing is to publicly shame them. Do I agree with it? Not particularly, but if you're dealing with my health, you know, I, this and that. Yeah. Ableism is a discrimination in favor of able bodied people, which means that you think that you are above everything that is happening in the world right now. Yeah. And that is offensive. Yeah. And I said to this person, I said, you are around people who don't give a fuck about anybody but themselves. And they are subjecting you as well as all the, you know, 40 people that are in this room here with you who also don't care. Right. And are more worried about their happiness than, you know, taking care of the person next to them uh, than anything else. And I think that is selfish. And he didn't say anything (laughs) because, well, he laid it out and he said, and I will say this, I said, because it is my opinion, it doesn't mean that it is always right. I said, but it is mine, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah. You asked, and now you know. And I walked away. And he well, didn't say go. a single thing to me for the rest of the day, which is fine. Because what was he going to say? Mm-hmm. I don't want to say that I'm right, but like, it, it's a fact that you don't care about other people right. just by being present at these things. Yeah. Would I love to go out and be social with people? Yeah. Would I love to be able to give, you know as many people a hug as I want to. Yeah, I would really like that. Yeah. But you know what? It is not the time for it right now. You know, there's there's I somebody at work that I hug pretty much every day, all day. <gasps> a scandalo. I know. Crazy. But <laughs> you know, the reason I feel comfortable hugging him is because he still has the antibodies because he already had COVID. <laughs> He had it not too long ago and he's like, you know, because once you're once you have it, you're good for, I think, 90 days and then you can start, you know, being susceptible to getting it again. Yeah, we love that. Yeah. I'm like, I know he I know he fine. So (laughs) (laughs) well, I didn't. The whole thing is that I can't afford to get the COVID because that's two weeks. If, you know, I don't lie and say that I don't have it when I do and I pass my whatever. Um my temperature check at work. Yep. Um, if I was to take two weeks, that's two forms of income that I will not be receiving and Correct. I will not recover from that. I've already <laughs> worked really hard. All right, I Joe. I will never financially recover from this. Joe Exotic. <laughs> that is true. So I want I want my phone to say that every single time that I swipe my debit card. Uh, I'm pretty sure that there's a way you can probably do that. Yeah. Like every <laughs> time automation. I use Apple Pay, it's like <laughs> I'm never going to financially recover from this. And they're like, is that your phone? But no, it's a reminder. <laughs> it's a reminder. So, but yeah, so that's yeah. a reminder. Just be cognizant. I know you want to go out and you want to be social. You want to have fun. But also think about other people in your life. Like, I don't want to subject also you guys to the possibility that my carelessness is going to get you sick right. as well. I mean, look at the person um, that had... A Halloween party, a Christmas party, and a New Year's party. The person that had the Halloween party had f- five people. It's four or five. Five people walk away with COVID uh-huh. from Halloween alone. Uh-huh. And then you're going to turn right around and have another one for Christmas. Why your friend's dumb enough to go back. And I want to say two people got it from that. I'm not sure about the New Year's one. Might be too close to you know incubation period, but yeah, this person is responsible for four people at Halloween getting COVID, and you're like, how fucking selfish can you be? Uh, pretty selfish. Because look at the people like you know you have no idea. So if this person came to your party, which right. you know if if you're gonna do that, you that you made that decision on your own, but they're gonna go to this party and then they're gonna go home, and then that person is gonna expose their roommates, and the roommates don't know that you went to that party and then the roommates are going to expose their parents and then their parents are going to expose their grandparents and it could possibly kill somebody. Like you're going to be that selfish that you yeah. just because you want to go have a fun time with your friends. Ableism, you know, it is offensive. It is. It really is. Well, we have droned on for an hour and five minutes. So why do you have to put a timestamp on it? <laughs> well, it's true. If they wanted to stop listening, they would have already done it. Yeah. So and we appreciate you. If you're still here, thanks for staying for the around. show. But oh, yeah, wait, ending like that, you're not gonna want to stay again. <laughs> <laughs> 
right. words of wisdom, uh, beauty tip of the week is to never forget how great you are. Never forget how wonderful you are and how you affect other people's lives. But also be modest about it. Yes, <laughs> I, but there's also a difference in yeah. being, you know, too you know, into yourself, but there's cocky and there's confident. Correct. Um, sometimes you got to let the world know that Uh you're a great person. And my beauty tip of the week is the bar is always set high when you are the reference. Oh, always remember that. Well, she know how great you are. Don't expect other people to match who you are. Yeah. It'll, it'll, Certainly lead you to a, a point that you're going to be disappointed in people. So, uh, yeah, the same person I was talking about earlier. Well, you know, bless from this. All right. Anyways, well, that's all I got. Okay. So, until next time, be, be kind to one another. Oh, you're going to say that? I beat it. Uh huh. Okay. Or at the very least, be cordial. Oh, I love that every <laughs> time. I'll see you later. Okay. Bye. bye.